Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Live It Well podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We are so glad that you're here with us. Each week, we invite authors, mentors, friends of ours who have an inspiring message, who are living their life well. And so our goal is to learn and grow, and we want to invite you to do the exact same thing with us. So hope you're ready. Let's dive right in. On today's episode, we're chatting with Caitlin Crosby, the founder of one of our favorite companies doing beautiful work in the world, The Giving Keys. If you've ever seen someone wearing a key around their neck, chances are it was a giving key, which means it was handmade by someone transitioning out of homelessness. I thought it was just somebody who got locked out of their house (laughs) (laughs) and and they didn't know where their key was. You're wrong. wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. (laughs) Guys, Caitlin shares with us today the story of how she built up this incredible company from a merch table at her singing gigs to a thriving business with a mission to really eradicate homelessness. The Giving Keys has been carried in over 1,400 stores such as Nordstrom, Anthropology, Magnolia, and many more. Caitlin's story is a great reminder of how with a little creativity, we can all be a force for good to those around us. Well, we had a great conversation with Caitlin. We hope you enjoy it. Listen in. Well, Caitlin, welcome to the show. We are so glad you're here with us today. Thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. Yeah, you know, your story is really special and unique, and I can't wait to dive into it and even this brand new project that you've got coming. But uh, help our audience know, if they don't know, who is Caitlin? When someone says, hey, wh- who's Caitlin? What does she do? What are you all about? Family, live? What's all that all about? So my name is Caitlin Crosby Benward and born and raised in Los Angeles. I have an eight-month-old and a three-year-old and I'm married and started The Giving Keys about 11 years ago. Um, I grew up doing acting and music and all that. Then I kind of got taken away by The Giving Keys and all of its powerfulness and life-changing magic. And so we've been able, our, our mission is to end homelessness. So we've been able to employ over 130 people that are trying to transition out of homelessness uh, by engraving inspirational words on all of our uh, products. And so you're supposed to get your word and then pass it on to someone who, who needs it more than you and then tell them to pass it on. So yeah, so I've just been running that and trying to keep my children alive <laughs> and not have a heart attack from stress, you know, just Oh, and I just wrote a book that's right. coming out. Oh, yeah. May. Right. So just probably doing too many things, but it's working. We're making it happen. And But I do need a nap, like you said right. earlier. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I want to talk about the giving keys here in a second. But first, I want to talk about like your journey to faith. You know, you, you live in Southern California. Uh, many, many years ago, when I was like this young, naive, idealistic, you know, on fire Christian in my early 20s, I was like, I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to make a difference for Jesus. <laughs> and I lived on La Brea in between Sunset and Formosa, right? Like Sunset on Hollywood, right over there. And I was like, what am I doing here? It took me four months. I was like, hey, I love Jesus and I go to church and people would just like look at me like I was crazy. But you grew up there. And found Jesus, and you're still there. Please tell us about your journey of faith. How in the world did that all happen there? That's hilarious. Yeah, so born and raised, yeah, in in LA in the craziness. And I was raised at this church called the Malibu Vineyard. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, But I was like that total zeal full youth group girl that was like editing videos of my youth group to invite people to. And that band Lifehouse, remember? Lifehouse at Jake. Fallen into 
more in love with you. Yeah. That was our uh, youth group band, and, nice. and that was a song that we used to sing in the youth group, and everyone jump into the front, and all, I think half the girls went to the youth group because Jane Wade is so cute, the lead singer of, <laughs> <laughs> but it was also super power- powerful, don't get me wrong. Sure. sure. Um, but, you That's know, powerful. It was that, that helped. That helped. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so. I grew up with the same kind of heart as you. Like I, I, I want to change the world and help people and everyone is hurting. And so I'd go to clubs and I would like pray over people in bathrooms. And I was like that girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've always kind of questioned everything. Like, what do I believe? And I don't agree with this over here. And I don't agree with this over here, but I like, but I agree with this over here, but I, I overanalyze everything, but I always come back to the same more simplicity, I guess, of faith, which is, you know, I don't know all the answers, but God, my, my favorite prayer to pray is God, give me your heart for people. I want to feel what you feel for people. Break my heart for what breaks your heart. And, and the serenity prayer is always my favorite. Like God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So those are kind of some of my fave prayers I, I always go back to. Nice. Let's jump into the Giving Keys and kind of the story behind how it got started. What made you want to launch this incredible company? Yeah, so I was on tour for music and I started a, a this website with the actress Brie Larson called loveyourflaws.com all about like body image issues and growing up in LA and how unhealthy all that is with all of us girls mm-hmm. kind of comparing ourselves to these images that are impossible to attain in magazines and billboards and you know everything is airbrushed and this and that. And this was before social media was what it is now. So my first album was called Flaws. And I had a song called Imperfect is the New Perfect. So I was so passionate about this subject. And I was in New York passing through on tour. And I saw the hotel room key. I thought it was cool. So I put it around my necklace and got compliments on it all the time. And um, I was at a locksmith one day. and said, oh, can you engrave Love Your Flaws on this key? So he did. And, um, and then I saw all these old used keys on the side. And I said, oh, while you're at it, can you engrave? Hope, love, faith, dream, belief, fearless. So he did. And then um, uh, I started selling them on tour at the merchandise tables. And they started selling out more than my CDs. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, they filmed my show. And uh, I love these key necklaces. Um, but I knew that there was something special and encouraged everyone to, you know, get a key, a word that they need and then pass it on to someone who needs it more than them. This was 11 years ago, by the way. But I knew I wanted the money to go to some sort of charity. And I met this young homeless couple on Hollywood Boulevard. They lived in a dumpster in a cardboard box and took them to dinner, fell in love with them. Wow. And I had a moment like, oh, wait, I should pay you guys to engrave the keys. So then I did. And then they started saving up enough money and got their own apartment. And now we've been able to employ over 130 people that are trying to transition out of homelessness so far. Wow. That's amazing. That is, that is awesome. But that's just one of the, I'm sure, thousands of stories that you've heard when it comes to the giving keys. But I would love to hear a couple, a couple that just for you that have kind of like blown your mind that you're like, wow, I cannot believe this happened because of this key that we created. Yeah. Uh, when I hear stories when people are about to commit suicide and how someone's wearing a key and they feel led to give their courage or their strength key to that person that's contemplating ending their life and how much that usually means to the person that's receiving it to hold on to this token of hope for them and to know that they're not alone like those are always the most powerful thing then I've heard stories of speaking of life and death like when people pass away and I've heard 
many, many stories of people being buried with their keys. Like people have written in um, a lot of times saying that they gave their, their key to their grandparent or their sister who was a young, you know, 20 something, buried them in, in their giving key. So that is just, whoa, yeah. that's a lot. Totally. That's amazing. So you've got this new project coming out and it's talking all about your story and just you're, you share really vulnerably and openly and it's really beautiful. Um, and there's one chapter you talk about the surprise of surrender. Gosh, it just really resonated with me. And I would love for you to unpack it a little bit more. Life doesn't always go as planned for anybody, right? There's mm-hmm. always surprises. And you yeah. talk about the power of letting go. Talk about that a little bit more. How has that shown up in your life? What does that look like for you? Oh gosh, I feel like it's a constant. It's a daily thing that right? today I, I'm, I'm having to do it, you yeah. know, and letting go of dreams that we've had and things that we thought that, you know, our life would or should look like. Letting go of and surrendering what other people think of you and things at, at work here, like even at our office and employees that are maybe upset and knowing that after this podcast I'm gonna go and have to have like a really hard conversation with some people gives me so much anxiety that I just want to curl up in a ball and cry <laughs> but I have like, can we make this a three-hour podcast can we just <laughs> what else do you guys have what are the questions <laughs> yeah so I you know having to surrender to I can't make everybody happy you know I have to surrender to letting go and not having to people please everybody surrendering to God guiding the ship and you know what that looks like and what that could morph giving keys into our employees what that means for their lives what that means for my life and my kids and marriage and the roof over our heads you know all that is like a big letting go of control because we can work so hard and work as hard as we can and but at the end of the day, you can't force something that maybe, I don't know if you want to say like God's hand is an honor, whatever, you know, whatever spiritually accurate, you know, but yeah, to not force things that are maybe not meant to be. Yeah, that's so huge. It's something we all have to grapple with. You're right. All the time. Um, we can see it woven throughout our story and then on a daily basis, letting go of control, mm-hmm. letting go of our plans and making room for the better plans that God has for us. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I'd love for you to talk to someone listening who's maybe looking for that thing. You know, you kind of stumbled across the giving keys when you were off chasing other dreams, you know, and that's usually how it happens, right? Like that's what God does. Um, He surprises us with something wonderful when we're not even looking for it. So what advice would you give to somebody who's kind of searching, you know, they're maybe they're going after a bunch of different dreams. What advice would you give to them to help them kind of guide them and find that purpose and calling? Such a good question. Um, I think it's really about listening to that still small voice where that thing that you can't get away from, if there's an idea or that ruin that's like, oh, I feel like I'm meant for this, I'm made for this, to not let go of that, but to kind of temper it and balance that with checking your motives about about that thing. Because I think in the day and age, um, it's so easy to have mixed motive and sometimes I think that blocks how you can maybe pivot that thing or really what you're kind of meant for but I think as as far as listen to what your heart bleeds for and what your heart breaks for and injustices that you see in your community in the world and your friends or whatever and try to creatively come up with a way to aid in that injustice or cause or issue that you're seeing that your heart breaks for I think that's 
an easy way, you know, route to take and not easy, but like, you know, following that. But as far as if it's something else, it's more to do with like a platform or in any way, I think that's the part I'm meaning to kind of challenge yourself to test your motives because that can be shaky mm-hmm. to take something where that is a part of it. And then you're like, well, is it really that I want this or you just want attention or whatever? You know? <laughs> sure. Right. Definitely yeah. the motives for sure come into play there. So for you, you know, I mean, you're, you're 11 years now at the Giving Key. What, what are some of the biggest lessons or the biggest lesson you've learned on this entire journey as it's evolved and morphed and you've become a wife and, uh, and a mom and, you know, all types yeah. of things? What, what have you learned? Oh, I talk a lot about this in the book. I call it the peaceometer. I have a chapter called the peaceometer about listening to that gut, your knower, God, your, you know, peaceometer. When you know that something is maybe off and I did not listen to that a few times. And one of the times, yeah, was when we had someone embezzle money and I knew that there was something that I didn't trust about them, you know, and it was a really, really hard situation. And I think really listening to that and trusting yourself to stand up for what you truly are feeling and believing and using your voice in that regard. Um, That would be a big one for sure. Yeah, that's really good. So what do you see? Like, I mean, you know, like I said, you're 11 years into this thing. You see an evolution that's happened. What do you see coming for the future of giving keys and and in that whole arena? What what do you see coming down the line? Yeah. I mean, the goal is to keep employing as many people as possible and providing as many hours, which is why we love holidays so much because we're such great. Like giving keys is such a great gift for people. Um, But I think for so long we've done words, but really getting into phrases and and things and mantras that I'm feeling are really giving life to people and hope to people. So creating different molds and, you know, people are like, I have enough keys, Um, like to, you know, we're reaching out to other shapes and sizes and colors and all the things we just launched a bunch of neon, like really cool neon color keys and blue ones, red ones and this and that. So those are really fun and really great conversation starters. And um, the ultimate dream would be to move into apparel and um, we've, which we've done a little bit of, but I would love to do more of that for sure. And continue with that mission of spreading encouragement and um, positivity and hope and love with the words and phrases on shirts and maybe one day jean jackets and leather jackets and candles and candles and all the things. All nice. the things. Yeah. Excellent. You know, Jenny always, well, we both pick a word for the year and it's, it's always, there's always a key that comes home <laughs> at the beginning of the year. I usually order a key yeah. to wear for the year. And you talk about sizes. One, one, one yeah. year she came home and it was like, that's a baby key. It's like I think a little, you, it's the one you have on right now. It's like a tiny, little tiny key you have to wear. The mini little. key, I love yes. it though. I love it. This one, I love our minis. Our minis are even smaller than this. This one is my new favorite. It's the petite. Oh, I'll have to check that one out. Okay. And it comes with this really cool chain that I love. Nice. Anyway, yeah. Guys, go get it. All right. <laughs> la- last question for that one. Last question for that one before we get to our final three is what's your hope when someone grabs this book? And they pick it up and they read it and they set it down. What do, what do you hope they walk away with? Oh, such a good question. Um, I really hope that they feel not alone and they feel permission to, well, first, not alone in their imperfections and in their insecurities and in the things that make them human. Um, maybe things that they feel shame about with their bodies, with their minds, um, with their souls. 
my hope is that this would give them permission to be human and be imperfect and feel permission to not have it all together, but that they can still be used and special and magical and make a big impact like only they can in this world. So good. I love that. Well, I hope people will check it out. I hope they'll check out the book and I hope you'll get a key. Um, there's something powerful about wearing a word around your neck all year long. Mm-hmm. You know, if one year my word was brave and just having that, you know, across your chest every single day to go, okay, I, I better be brave. I'm wearing this around my neck. It's a great reminder. And it's powerful to take that off of your neck and give it to someone else who needs it too. It's really a beautiful idea. So thanks for following God's lead and for starting this incredible movement. It's really amazing. Thank you. It's really because of people like you that we can do what we're doing because if people like you weren't buying them, then we would be doing nothing. So thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I love supporting great things with great missions like this. So very cool. Excited to see what what all God has for your future and for giving keys. So Caitlin, every episode, we like to end with the same three questions that we ask every guest. It's kind of a lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. The first one is what's a book that's changed your life? What's a habit that's changed your life? And what advice would you give to the younger you? So the first one, what's a book that's changed your life? Ooh, good question. It's so funny because because I'm a new mom, newish mom with a three-year-old and a eight-month-old. All I can think of is not a spiritual book, but it's, a, it's called The Happiest Toddler on the Block. Nice. <laughs> By... Dr. Harvey Karp, and it's all about how to parent a toddler and try to create security within them. And so my first thing that came to my mind was that one, was the happiest toddler on the block. Yeah, that's life-changing. You need that. Absolutely. I get it. All right, what's a habit that's changed your life? Habits changed my life. Okay, so this is a new one. Like, working out is very hard for me, and disciplining myself to do it, but I have just, in the last two months or so, um, every morning, my husband and I will take turns and, and I'll go on a just a run around our neighborhood. And it's really kind of like a prayer run, like getting my mind right. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I'm like singing to myself, this is my fight song, take back my life song. <laughs> I love like, it. Yeah. yeah, but it's really my time to say those prayers that I you know mentioned at the beginning and give my day to God and take deep breaths and prepare myself for the day. And I realized that as much as I Never thought I could do something like that. But it's like, no, I made time for it. And I asked for what I I know that I needed for my mental health. And it's worth it. That's awesome. I love that habit, too. I always hear from God on runs. Chris thinks he's like, I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) die. One step more. Me and God are not friends in that moment. I'm like, (laughs) I can't do this. It's hard. Take me, God. That's usually what I say. Um, okay, and last question is what advice would you give to the younger you? It is so much about what I say in the book. It's really allowing yourself to be imperfect, and those are the very things that make you special and one of a kind and beautiful and lovable. That's so great. Nailed Love it. it. Well, Caitlin, thank you for your time. Where can people follow you, find you, all that good stuff? Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. Um, on Instagram, I love me some Instagram, uh, which is at Caitlin Crosby, C-A-I-T-L-I-N-C-R-O-S-B-Y, and at The Giving Keys. Awesome. We'll link to all of that in the show notes. Guys, go check out the book and go get a giving key. That's right. Well, thank you, Caitlin, for being here. Really, really appreciate it. 
Thank you guys so much. Have a nice rest of the day. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. There's a lot going on in our world right now, and we just want you to know that we're praying for you, and there's hope that in the midst of all of this insanity that we can find Jesus, find hope, and lean on Him and His Word. And we'd love to hear how we can pray for you and how these episodes are encouraging you in this season that we're in right now, and honestly, any other way that we might be able to help you in this time. You can hit us up over on our website at letsliveitwell.com, leave us a review on iTunes, or come find us on social media. This week, Jenny and I spent some time just kind of sharing what's going on in our life over on our Instagram and over on our Facebook page, uh, things that we've found that are working in the midst of this unprecedented season and things that maybe aren't working. So we'd love to hear what's going on in your world. And as always, guys, you can find all the info for today's episode, all the links mentioned, all the books mentioned in our show notes over at our website, letsliveitwell.com. Well, all right, y'all, that's a wrap for today's episode. We will catch you next week. We're going to close it out like we do every single time. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it well. well.